Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hello, I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode number 28 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about ham radios. Ham radios. Wow, you hardly ever hear that phrase anymore, at least at least in uh, my universe. I used to hear it all the time. Ham radio was big when I was growing up. And of course, uh, as a young Boy Scout, you could get merit badges and build crystal radio sets and all kinds of things. But then the world went digital. <laughs> and uh, things changed. All of a sudden, you could talk to somebody in uh, Timbuktu on your Facebook account or on your <laughs> cell phone. So, But there's a, a lot of stuff uh, out there, a lot of ham radio equipment. And I look at the A, is it A-A-R-L? The, uh, yeah, a, no, A-R-R-L, which is a national organization for ham radio uh, enthusiasts. And they, they claim a membership of 600,000 in the United States. So, wow. and that's just people who have joined the organization. So there's got to be a lot of people out there interested in this sort of thing and a lot of equipment for it around. So you seem an, uh, to be an un- unlikely ham radio enthusiast. Tell, tell me how you came to become a seller and, and buyer of these things. Well, it's funny because I, When I first saw a ham radio, I thought it was a CB, you know, a base unit. Um, Back in the day, actually, I was 13, and my dad had the base unit that sat in our our dining room. And we had the base unit, and then we had the the CB in the car, you know, so we could talk, talk while dad's driving home and stuff. But the CB was a lot of fun and you joined clubs and we were in clubs. We'd have marathons and I, my name was sweet pea on the (laughs) CV (laughs) and my dad was uncle Sam. And so we used to talk all the time on those. So now ham radios. So tell me, do you know the difference between the two? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. There's a considerable difference actually. Uh, CB of course, stands for Citizen Band Radio. And as you mentioned, uh, they were most commonly found in the car, in cars and trucks. Uh, they were really popular in the 70s. Long-distance truck drivers used them regularly, and that's where, where they kind of gained a foothold. CB radios are very localized. CB, when you talk into a CB, your signal goes out, and anyone that's tuned in to, to your frequency or if they have it set up to seek a frequency, uh, you can talk to anybody. You're like broadcasting in a very limited range. But with ham radio, it's a one-on-one communication. You, you find one person that you're going to communicate with and talk to. And of course, you can seek, you know, various uh, people and locations to, uh, to speak with. But it's a one-on-one kind of thing, and it's much, much more powerful, or can be. Uh, most CB radios are about 4 watts, 5 watts, somewhere in there. But a ham radio, 
typically they're, you know, 100, 200 watts, somewhere in there, but they can go up to 1,500 watts. Uh, I mean, there are local radio stations that aren't 1,500 watts. So they can become pretty powerful. And because they can become powerful, they can interfere with commercial uh, bandwidth. And, uh, of course, that could be a dangerous thing because it could interfere with airplanes and and oh, things boy. like that. So in order to be uh to you need a ham, you need a license to be a ham radio operator, which means you have to uh take classes and tests and become certified and you have to know all the rules and uh it's but anybody can run a CB. Anybody can go to started say Radio Shack. Are they around anymore? I don't know now that you mention it. Yeah, I think they're just online now, but uh Anyone can go to an electronics store and, and buy CB stuff and install it. No big deal. They can get on it and use it. But to be a ham radio operator is quite a bit more complicated. Now, having said that, uh, I've had a couple of friends that were really into uh, to ham radio. And it, it's astounding. I mean, it's almost like musicians. They just collect stuff. Uh, they're always looking. They're always buying. In fact. Joe Walsh, most recently uh, the rock star, the yes. most recently with the Eagles and and uh, many other bands, Joe Walsh and the Barnstormers and and uh, the James Gang, famous guy. He's got seven complete ham radio stations set up in his home. There's there's a lot of enthusiasm. People that are into ham radios are really into ham radios because yes. they're looking for things all the time. Uh, antique equipment, new equipment. Th- there's a big, solid market for that kind of thing. So you took this uh, item on consignment. What was it exactly? How did you discover more details about it? How did you list it? What were the, the selling parameters? Just, just tell me, tell me that story. I'm interested to hear it. Well, actually, that was a few years ago, and since then, when I'm when I'm picking or thrifting, I I will watch for the electronic section. I will visit the electronic section, and I will look for anything that looks like a ham radio <laughs> or a base unit or a transmitter or I don't even know half of the half of the meanings behind them, but I know how to plug them in. And if they light up, then I generally will pay, bring it home. Mm-hmm. Now, when I'm listing it on eBay, I will actually put that in my description. I don't right. have to know how it works. I don't have right. to know all the details. I will plug it in and take a picture of it um, lit up. And um, I will describe it and tell them that it lights up and it has not been tested. And Mm -hmm. I will list it as is and no returns. Now, every time I do this, it always never fails that some of the ham radio guys, like you said, they all they all know their stuff. (laughs) And so they will come to me and they'll they'll ask me a question or two. Um, mostly they asked me to come down in price <laughs> mm-hmm. because, um, yeah, and I do, I do tend to price high, as you know, I, I tend to price high and then I have make offer and then the make, 
the offers come in. So recently I had someone bring me three big tubs full of ham radio equipment. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately he passed away. His, his wife didn't know what to do with it all. And she wanted to move. So she wanted to make money from this. And she actually did her homework up front and she figured that we could each make about $3,000 each mm-hmm. from this equipment. And I think we're going to make more. So now I love the challenge of, of beating her price and making her more money than she expected. Mm-hmm. So the process starts. I, I've started um, looking them up and we've got transmitters, microphones, all kinds of breaker boxes, um, CBs as well. Mm-hmm. So he was definitely into all of these things. And I just start the process of researching by the numbers. So like last night, as a matter of fact, I sold a tuner antenna that had the numbers MFJ-962D. Mm-hmm. Was that a model number? What? Yes. Yeah, it's a model number. And so it's really important to get that model number because... The model, mo- the model number makes a huge difference on the sale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it had a, a three in it or a different number, it would have been a lot more money. I mm-hmm. sold mine for $290, which actually was asking price. Mm-hmm. So I was happy. But again, I have no idea what the heck it is. <laughs> right. right. But it doesn't matter because I know how to research that model number. Right. The other great thing, I have another one listed and I couldn't find a lot of information on it. And what I did was I went to Google and I found a website that was selling them and it was out of stock. And so I hmm. went to another website and I started finding it was out of stock. So that's in my favor. Sure. Price goes up from there, right? So I've already had people come back to me and say, why are you asking so much? Um, these sold for $300. And I was like, yes, 10 years ago, they sold for $300. And you can't find them because I think I right. have mine listed for seven something. Right. Which I'm I'm expecting about five. But I thought um, I started it high because of that. Right. They're, they're out of stock. You can't find them. Right. And the other interesting thing in my favor, when I, when any time I've ever listed a ham radio, people from the Russian Federation, mm-hmm. other countries, they are a lot of times my top buyers because hmm. I guess, I don't know, they're spies or. <laughs> <laughs> or they could just like ham radios. Uh, there, there was a time, especially after decades following World War II. When ham radio was big, I mean, it was just, uh, it was a way of communicating that was generally unavailable because the the telephone systems in a lot of the uh, Eastern European countries and India and that sort of thing, uh, uh, the Middle East, were, were not developed. They were not sophisticated. The nice thing about ham radio was that you could reach out to people in various countries and various places and build a network. And of course, today you can do that with cell phones and the internet. Sure. So it's not as accessible, but boy, it's a, it's sure a lot more romantic. It's got a vintage <laughs> panache to it that I think is really pretty cool. Yes. 
Yes. Okay, Breaker Breaker 1-9, this is time for a break. We'll have a word from our sponsor and be right back. WorthPoint helps you make more money by ensuring that every sale brings the profit it should. We take the guesswork out of how much to pay and how high to price. The WorthPoint Price Guide lists over 500 million items, sold for prices, and photographs. 15 years of antiques and collectibles data. Put simply, WorthPoint helps you make more money. For a 7-day, seven 7-look-up seven free trial, go to worthpoint.com. Okay, we're back. I'm Dana Crawford, and I'm here with Wayne Jordan, and we are talking about ham radios and CBs. Now, the other thing I wanted to point out is there are what they call ham radio, I call them calling cards, but they're... Right. Um, I think they're QSL radio cards. I was just looking on WorthPoint. And actually, in uh, February 26, 2020, there was a, a group of them sold for $1,249. So these cards are big sellers. Uh, a QSL card provides a record for contact. So let's say that uh, I'm down here in Virginia and I wanted to interact with someone in Norway, if I made the connection, we would exchange postcards or letters or something as a record of, of the contact. And then after a while, if you're in one of the, the ham radio clubs or organization, you can get, you know, little certifications and you get cred <laughs> for, for collecting these. Well, a lot of people won't know what they are. So if you see a pile of papers. And I learned this trick actually from the CEO, Will Seipel at WorthPoint, mm -hmm. to always look through the pile of papers when you're thrifting or at an estate sale. You never know what's, what's in those, in that pile. And there could right. be a, one of these cards and they're just like a little postcard. Right. Um, I want to encourage everybody to just do a little um, search on eBay or WorthPoint and go take a look so that you can see what they are. And that way, you'll know what they look like when you are looking through that pile of papers. Yeah, there's uh, there's there's lots of information online about what QSL cards are and where they come from and how to find them and lot uh, ways to what they look like, mm -hmm. um, what kind of things need to be included in them. But once you you learn what they look like and how to identify them, you're right. The only way to find them is to um, sort through the stacks of papers at whatever sale you're going to. Let, let me uh, mention that although eBay is the most common place to buy and sell ham radio parts and supplies and equipment, that sort of thing. But you can also find it on Craigslist. You can find it the usual places, yard sales, estate sales, garage sales, whatever, flea markets, you'll see it from time to time. But interestingly enough, there is a place in Kansas City, Shulman Auction. It's run by David Shulman. And he specializes in ham radio equipment and old radios. Uh, he's been a ham radio operator for four decades or more. And it's interesting to go to his website. Uh, I think it's uh, to shulmanauction.com. That's the one. And you can view some of the recent uh, auctions and 
highlighted results, that sort of thing. It's interesting to see up close what someone that's in close contact and specializes in this sort of thing, uh, to see what he deals in and how he goes about it and what kind of prices he gets uh, and so on. It's uh, I, f- I found it really interesting to look over his website. And another good way to find, I mean, of course, my default for researching anything is WorthPoint, and then secondly, eBay, if I want to see more current prices. If it's something that's older or vintage, I'll almost always go to WorthPoint first because you get a longer history at WorthPoint. You can go right. back farther. With with eBay, you can go back 90 days, and uh, not all of this stuff comes up within an, uh, a 90-day period consistently. But you get better results at, at WorthPoint. But if you just Google the model number of right. whatever item is you're looking for, it'll take you to all kinds of places. And, of course, a lot of those will be eBay and, and other sellers, but you'll find obscure auction houses and clubs. And people that are in these clubs troll places like that looking for equipment. But oh, the, right. the market's out there, so it's just a matter of uh, finding something to sell and then promoting it well. Sure. And it's interesting, too, because when I list them, I get watchers right away. Mm-hmm. Right away. <laughs> so that always fascinates me. I have seven watchers on one that I just listed a couple days ago. And I've already had six offers that were declined that have come through the system because I have that auto auto decline. I actually have it set at five hundred and forty five dollars mm-hmm. and everyone's been offering five hundred. <laughs> hmm. How long has it been listed? Um uh, just a couple days, June nineteenth. Oh, well it's hardly been out long enough to jump at a at an offer then. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And everybody knows that sells on eBay when someone makes an offer right away for, you know, a low amount, you get excited, but you should hold off. Right. You should. Now, do you ever send offers to your watchers? I do. I do. And actually, I have the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably wait. I'm not in a hurry to sell this. Right. So I'll probably wait because I have like a Mac Daddy of ham radios that I haven't listed yet. <laughs> and it's hmm. it's a pretty big uh, realistic type device. And I have not started to research it yet. But it's it's waiting for me to dig in and start researching. Also, it can be helpful if you have manuals. It'll mm-hmm. help you if you say you have the ham radio picked up at, at Goodwill or somewhere and you don't have a manual, you can go online and download a manual. And they're not too hard to find. And you can doctor it up a little bit and, and put it in a nice notebook folder or you know make it nice with a cover and then include that in your listing. And, and that'll help you know give it a, a little perk. So when do you think you're going to list this big one? Um, I will definitely have it up this weekend. Mm-hmm. It will be live. So if you go to um, my eBay store, my eBay ID is Dana, D-A-N-N-A. And if right. you go to the eBay store, you can search for, um, just put in radio 
and you mm -hmm. can see all of the other little goofy radios I have listed. But I have, um, that's where all the ham radio and CBs, Breaker Breaker 1-9, they'll be listed. <laughs> <laughs> Those cords. There's, I don't know what you call them, Wayne, but they're, they're funny looking cords. Some are three prong. Some are um, one prong and then they screw in. Right. Those there's different looking cords. So cords is another opportunity for you to pick up different cords that would go to the ham radio. And, and if you, some of them are marked as well. Well, cords in general tend to accumulate. I've got uh, cords and chargers and, th and things that I've been keeping in a box. It seems like forever. I have no idea what these things go to. Mm -hmm. uh, or what they're good for. Perhaps one of these days I'll sit down and, and take the time to sort through them, or maybe I'll just put them all up on eBay and say, miscellaneous box of cords, here's a few pictures. Auction. Uh, auction it off and, and move the whole thing out. So, Okay, let's see here. There's uh, one one other uh, good website that I want to mention for, for reference and, and learning about things is there's a site called universalradio.com. That's universal-radio.com. And they deal in uh, new and used ham radio equipment. So, And they have a, a good – so they have a catalog of used items and new items, and, and that's a good reference point as well for seeing what some of these used items are retailing for. And they have, a, you know, links for events, and you can look over their list of used items uh, – it, it, that's a good reference, too. They're in uh, Westerville, Ohio. Let's talk about shipping. Well, when I ship them, I think it's important to double box, of course, and big bubbles. So I actually shipped that transmitter off today, and after I was done boxing it all up, it, it only weighed about 10 pounds. So, and it was it's going to Michigan. Do you use double wall boxes? And double box? No. Well, actually, the outer box was a double wall because gotcha. it, I had one. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I use, I take, um, I like to make my own boxes a lot of times. And I'll take um, double or I'll, the big bubbles. And then I had some foam. So I put it around all the knobs and, and the things sticking out in the back. So I put um, foam around all of those. What and kind then, of foam? Um, actually, it was soft um, styrofoam. St soft styrofoam. Gotcha. Okay. And I had some. Otherwise, if I've also taken just popcorn and used the popcorn and put it in place. And then the bubble wrap, seal it, seal it all in with bubble wrap so that it's all protected with the bubble wrap. And then after I do that, I actually take a, a priority mail box that is, they're not flat rate, they're large mailing boxes. And I believe they're 12 by 12 by 10. And you have to order them from USPS.com. You can't find them at the post office. Right. And I use them a lot. And so I also, I opened it up and made it flat. And then I, I created a box to fit my transmitter tightly 
So I mm-hmm. folded it all up, cut the corners, and then taped it all up. And so now I have this really secure box that's tight around my item. And then mm-hmm. I drop that, line the bottom of a new box with bubble wrap again, and then place it in in there. And then seal it all up with bubble more bubble wrap. Right. And then I mark it all fragile. Um, it's really important. I I buy rolls of fragile stickers. You can get them mm-hmm. on eBay or Amazon. But you can get um, a roll of fragile stickers and then a roll of priority mail stickers. The rule, if you're going to put a priority mailbox inside a plain box, you have to ship it priority mail or you're going to get busted if get in trouble. Yeah, the postal police will... <laughs> actually um contact actually there'll be postage due on mm-hmm. on the other end and you don't want that to your customer so if you're going to ship a priority mailbox inside a regular box you still have to make sure you ship it priority mail which i was anyhow but i like having those um those those priority mail boxes ready you can't do that with the flat rate box you can only do it with a box that is that is shipped by weight. Okay, well, it's just about time to wrap this up. It's been a great conversation. Uh, once you get your ham radio station set up, you'll have to give me a call, and we'll uh, I'll send you a QSL card, and and we'll do an episode about that experience. So that's it. Thanks. See you next week. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. WorthPoint.